Hi, I'm Jane Hilsden, marketing consultant and founder of the How To Do Marketing Academy, as well as small business marketing agency, Dragonfly Marketing. Welcome to this episode of the How To Do Marketing Show, a no-nonsense podcast about marketing for small business. It's my mission to put marketing on the agenda for every regionally-based small business in Australia. Why? Because I know that when marketing is done properly, it can help your business grow. The How To Do Marketing Show is a podcast just for you and your small business. Bursting with marketing insight and information, this show will be a fabulous resource to help you know all there is to know about the topic of marketing for small business. Welcome back to the How To Do Marketing Show. This episode is the third and final conversation in a three-part series that has been all about branding. And in this episode, rather than speak with the branding experts, I am speaking with a fabulous small business owner who has recently refreshed her brand. Liz Dawson is an accredited exercise physiologist. She's a Pilates instructor and she's the owner and director of two businesses, Kids Heart Pilates and another one called Northside Allied Health. Now, I worked with Liz in early 2021 by creating a marketing strategy and plan for both of her businesses. Now, Um, The first thing that we do when we're working with a client for marketing strategies is we have an initial workshop where I literally extract kind of as much information as I can about the business, where it is now, where it's going, et cetera, et cetera. And then we actually do some extensive customer research to get some insight and perspective from the customer's point of view and about their experience with the brand and and, uh, the industry, et cetera. So we'd done that. I prepared the marketing strategy for Kids Heart Pilates and based on the research and, um, you know, the insight that we gathered in the first section, I actually had suggested that the existing branding that Liz had had in place for her Kids Heart Pilates business didn't actually seem to accurately reflect the positioning of her super fun and heartfelt business. So the existing brand, it was playful, but it just wasn't as energised as or energising, I should say, as it, as it could be. And frankly, as it needed to be in, in order to appeal to the various Kids Heart Pilates stakeholders. And one of those stakeholders obviously includes the kids that absolutely love her Pilates. Now, I've got to say, recommending a brand refresh as part of this strategic planning process, it's obviously, well, it's not obvious, I guess, but it's not something that we will always recommend. It's something that we're only going to suggest if we do find that there are these incongruencies with the way a brand looks and feels. And as I said before, the actual brand positioning of a business, you know, how it wants to be perceived. So this is kind of where the brand identity um, kind of pitches and positions the, the look and feel of the business now. But from the strategic considerations, we we actually have identified that we actually want it to be a different positioning. We, we actually want that to be far more energised in, in this case. And when we do recommend a brand refresh, we obviously 
again, not obvious, but obvious to me, but not to everyone. We do this with a complete appreciation that this is not something to take lightly. Often there will be many touch points to have to update with the new brand identity. And and it's not lost on us that this can be a costly exercise. Now, um, when we put these strategies together, like this is often, we always generally work with um, existing businesses. So they've generally got things like websites up and business cards, and they might have some merch that's done. And maybe they've got some car wraps and some signage and brochures and all of those sorts of things already done in their existing brand. And you know, the, the first 12 months of activity that we recommend is really based on, on what our priorities are. And look, if the brand is is fairly congruent with where we want to position the brand, well, we're not going to put a business through that, not in the first year. If we, if we can actually get away with it um, and it's a, you know, solid um, and, a, and a, you know, decent brand identity that we can definitely work with, well, then we might look at that down the track. But for the first 12 months, we're only going to recommend that you redo it if we really think that, do you know what, it's going to be a complete waste of money if we go out and start all this more marketing and bring people back to this brand because it just doesn't, doesn't reflect who you want to be. And also, sometimes a business owner might be particularly attached to their existing brand identity. So we're always really respectful around, around the kind of heritage and the legacy of, of the brand. Um, I guess, you know, in the first instance, when you're first creating your brand, when you when you first start your business, you kind of... You, you probably come up with something that's personal to you, that you like, that represents you. And it's probably only, you know, when we actually go and get this customer perspective and that as the business evolves and we have a look at the market in general, that we can actually look back at that brand and reconcile and go, okay, you know, where does that sit now? Now, someone like me can come in and, of course, and be objective. But sometimes the business owner might have, you know, hold a real flame for that brand. So, it's a bit of a gentle process. Um, so Liz will actually admit in this interview, at first she was a little taken aback at the thought of updating her brand identity. But what was really refreshing was that, you know, at the time she just said, look, I trust the strategy. I trust everything in it. You know, the research is there. The data's there. It all makes sense. So I'm just going to do it. And boy, oh boy, has she loved the process and more importantly, the outcome. Now, I'll let her fill you in on the rest of the story. Um, honestly, my favourite part is when Liz reveals how much impact the new brand has actually had in her business because she's obviously had it now live for, for several months. It honestly gave me goosebumps hearing the difference that, that this brand has made. Her new branding has not only re-energised Liz, it's re-energised her team and all of her stakeholders. And this is exactly what a brand identity refresh should do. So to put everything into context, Liz starts off our conversation by talking us through why she started her business Kids Heart Pilates in the first place. So we'll start there. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. So it was, I kind of stumbled into it really. I was working in chronic disease and weight management as an exercise physiologist and one of my clients got me to come, she, I was doing Pilates with her 
And um, we both agreed that it would have been amazing to do Pilates as kids growing up and build that foundation of strength. So um, she asked, she was actually a kindergarten teacher, and she said, can you come in and teach the kids? And I just saw it as a massive opportunity to influence these kids and basically prevent them from ending up where all my current clients were. Um, And I loved it. Like it was just... It was love at first sight. So um, I haven't looked back from then, really. Oh, that's awesome. And can you just describe, like, so so, so your vision um, was to actually get, you know, kids doing Pilates from a much younger age because it's one yeah. of those kind of disciplines, I guess, and um, one of those things where the more strength I think you have in your core obviously you're going to be better soccer players you're going to be you know you're going to be better at your um with your posture and sitting in schools and all of that sort of stuff I'm, I imagine but you're like you you've got a couple of different target markets for this right and you've got one primary target market which, which is not necessarily the parents can you describe who the target market the primary target market is for the kids heart Pilates business yeah sure so We've got the classes that we go out to. So we go out to childcare centres and kindergarten classes. So the target market for though for, for that particular product is the educators, the uh, kindergarten directors and the childcare owners. Yes. So, um, so they're the kind of influential people that we want to reach there. Um, then we've got the online program. So that's your families, your parents, um, your decision makers in the family. And then we've got the course, which is empowering other health professionals to do to do what I'm doing. And so that target market is allied health professionals, exercise physiologists and, and whatnot. So I've got a couple of different ones there. Yeah, yeah. So you've got three, essentially three really, really different target yeah. audiences. So if you think of your allied health professional, like an ex-fears, Yep. versus a kindergarten director or a kindergarten like owner, I guess. Like and and, and Liz is in um, Brisbane, so they call um, preschool and and um, daycare kindergarten. But so so preschool um, director, and then you've got your mums and dads who yep. are you know uh, making decisions as to to what they might do, and so they can buy a program online and do it online. Your allied health. Um, it's a completely different program because that shows them how to teach Pilates to kids. And then you've got your educators, which, and that shows them how to teach Pilates to kids as well. What we're doing there is we're trying to get them to um, buy our service to get us to come in to teach them. Yeah. That's right. Okay. So, um, and then when you go into the, the preschools um, or your team go yeah. into the, to the preschools, um, you're running those Pilates classes for, for the kids. So all of those three target audiences help you to ensure that more kids are, are doing Pilates. But in order for you to actually get that, that you know, that's, that's three, different, three different messages, three different products to three different target audiences. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so we've just been through the, well, tell us a little bit more about each of those products. So if I'm a mum and dad wanting yeah. to get my kid more involved in, in Pilates, what yeah. does that program look like? 
So it's an online program. Um, there's uh, it's it's progressive. So it's for kids aged really eighteen months and up, and um, they basically can log on on their phone or their computer, and then they can um, either Chromecast or screen mirror it to their TV. Yeah. And they basically, I mean, the the kind of mission is to replace cartoons with some healthy movement. So to, um, to be as accessible as TV and cartoons and as habitual as brushing teeth. So it's basically getting that program in the home to allow for that consistency. So as part of my um, kindergarten and childcare um, classes now my offering includes the online program for the families at home as well oh, so um, so that's something else that's like it's a bit of a value add there um, but for just the standalone product of the online program basically they can sign up for a 12-month subscription and they can get their kids doing you know getting into the routine so we talk about how important routines are and consistency and it, it basically allows them to do that um, yeah. And maybe instead of, you know, putting on TV in the morning when we're getting ready in the mad rush, they could pop on some Pilates and start that routine and healthy habits. Absolutely. That's such a great idea. And um, obviously with COVID and stuff, the, the benefits of having an online program are, are really obvious. But is there was there other reasons as to why you wanted to kind of provide this as an online format? I mean, being able to put it on your own TV instead of cartoons is one, but were there any other reasons as to kind of why you thought it was important to offer this product online for mums and dads? Yeah, so I don't have, for this business, I don't have a specific clinic as such. So it's a mobile business. I often get inquiries uh, for, from parents or health providers as to how, like where can someone access it. So it just sort of, um, it was, for me, it was just a bit of an obvious choice. I was like, right, well, I need something where they can practice it each day and they can do it from anywhere and it's cost effective. Um, so it's just, a, it's a, I guess, a, an easier way to get it out there. Yeah. Uh, so I developed the online program in 2018. So it was before COVID. COVID actually allowed me to test it a little bit. And so now I'm posting it on a different site and my website's all, it's in the process of changing. But, um, but yeah, pre, it was, it was really about um, making it accessible yes. for as many people as possible. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. And then you spoke a little bit about the the program that you've developed for the Allied Health. Um, yep. Now that's a that's a there's a little bit of kind of um, course material in terms of showing them how to. But what what does that product look like at a at a top line level? Yeah, sure. So that is an online. It's, it went online because of COVID, and now it's just kind of stayed that way because again, it's accessible. Um, yeah. So that is a course. It's got modules, video modules, and um, course material. It includes the online program as well. It's self-paced, um, and basically, health professionals um, jump on and and work through the modules. And it's all about. So it's not necessarily um, Pilates specific, but it's about um, how to use movement programs um, to bolster child development. So it's empowering health professionals with how important movement can be and how much it can influence all key areas of development. Um, so it's really, again, laying the foundations um, of, 
of knowledge so that they can then build on that and use whatever exercise they want really. Yeah, okay, love it. Excellent. So you've got these three target audiences, these three wonderful kind of products and opportunities. What was the original motivation for you, Liz, to actually reach out and and get help with some of your marketing planning? Yeah, well, I think I was just really flying blind. Um, You know, I think ever since I became a business owner, I was, or I always said to whoever I was listening, oh, I want to go back and do marketing. Like, because I just didn't get it. I didn't understand it. I was completely flying blind. I was pretty much just throwing whatever money I had at it. I wasn't really measuring. I didn't really, you know, I just, I just, and I just didn't really know where to start. I had a bit of a business strategy, but I didn't really know what to do first and what it all entailed. So yeah. I think I just needed clarity. Yes, yes, yes. And um, obviously you came to to myself at, at Dragonfly Marketing. We worked with you um, both for the Kids Heart Pilates business and you've also got another business as well. Um, how did you find the marketing planning process? It was really intense. So it was so much more um, detailed than I had anticipated. And I think I got a much better understanding for why I wasn't really getting anywhere because I'm like, wow, this is a real process. This is so much more involved than I really um, anticipated. Uh, And it was a real eye-opener. So I think I was able... Like just, just the process was, I found it really, really helpful in even, you know, in our first session, I think in, the, in our first 15 minutes, you, we were just having a chat and you said, well, that's your why. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have been trying to figure out what my why is for the last five years. And just, you know, like having someone with that, um, obviously marketing experience and knowledge and wisdom um, you were able to identify that from a simple conversation, you know, in the first first five ten minutes of our yeah. of our chat. So um, I think it was it was yeah it was it was really I really enjoyed it because I learned so much, yes. um, and it was a real eye opener um, just on how detailed it is. And I think the other the the other part that I have uh, that still I'm still kind of learning because we I think we did it a year ago. Um, and, and I've, I'm still going off that program and I, I expect I probably will be for another six to 12 months, um, yeah. with your kind of guidance, um, with our quarterly meetings, but, um, but it, it's just something that I feel like now that I've got that strategy, I can chip away at it as well, which, um, was really helpful to know and understand and learn. So, yeah, 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 and and I can t- completely relate to that. Um, when you were talking about like that first kind of ten minutes, sometimes it you know it's taken you so long to actually, but but you always had it there, like that why that you articulated, you'd always had it there, like that was driving you forward. But I think as business owners, when we're so caught up with our own stuff, we overthink everything, um, and we overanalyze and. Um, you know, we try to make everything perfect and put everything in the right, but sometimes it actually takes that fresh perspective and that third person to come in and go and distill that that information. I need that in my business, you know, like I overthink everything that that mm-hmm. I do. 
Um, so I, I always find it really helpful when someone external can come in and, and do that for me too. So, but that's good. That's good that you had such a, a, a positive planning process there. Um, now, one of the recommendations from the marketing plan, and this doesn't necessarily happen with every single business, but we always, what we will always do is once we've actually put the strategy together, once we've done that, you know, consumer insight um, and consumer research into the consumer inside, we've kind of worked out what it is from, from your point of view, what your priorities are for the business, et cetera, et cetera. Then the first thing that we go and look at is, okay, does the existing brand reconcile with our consumer insight and our business priorities? And when we looked at yours, it didn't necessarily. Yeah. So one of the recommendations was to refresh the Kids Heart Pilates brand. Now, this is something that particularly if the branding has been done kind of recently, which I think it had only been one or two years since it had been done in the first. Um, it was, uh, no, it was fairly old. Oh, it um, was old. Right. Okay. It oh, that's always better. <laughs> that's always better when you've had it for a while. It feels like it's 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 not so bad. Um, but how did you feel about that recommendation? Like did you have any kind of initial hesitations around that or, or how did that make you feel to kind of know that that was something that you had to, to approach before you started with any of your other marketing? Oh, to be honest, my, I think my heart sank a little bit um, because it was, I was, it, was an, it was an emotional process. Um, I was very reluctant um, because, you know, my brother and I had designed the logo and to be honest, for me, brand was logo. I didn't really realise how kind of um, in depth it was and, and what it kind of meant. So um, initially without that insight and perspective that I now have, I was reluctant and I was, I was just like, oh, I really, you know, I really love my logo. I'm, yeah. You know, I'm attached to it. Um, but I think I felt better when, you know, you'd put together a um, like a bit of a, a and like a I, mood board of vision, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. And I was like, "Oh, that looks really fun." It was colourful, and um, and it, yeah. And you explained it quite well. And I think I just went right. I've just got to trust this process. Um, and yeah, and I, I obviously touched base with you a few times through that process. Um, but yeah, I was, I was very hesitant. Yeah, yeah. And and I know exactly what you mean because as as business owners we kind of we do we pour our heart and soul into everything that that we do, but I guess that brand kind of becomes a little bit synonymous um with our own kind of personality um and we see it a lot and we and we recognize it and it becomes this familiar piece of visual communication that sometimes even if it's not a personal connection it's like ah oh, but what, you know, but people have seen this and it's on everything and, you know, it's it's there and it's out in the world and, you know, how do how do we change this and will people know it's still the same? You know, there's there are yeah. always a lot of questions and I know that, that that was a big process for you. So, A, like, thank you for having trust in the process because that's one of the things that I think is, is one of the brave things um, to do in, in part of these, when we're kind of looking at, at business strategy or marketing strategy, whatever the strategy is, sometimes when we actually go deep diving into some of these things, there is cause for change. Like there's reason yeah. for change. 
Um, so to, to be able to embrace that and say, okay, you know, well, I loved that one, but I trust the process yeah. is brave and we love working with people like you <laughs> who will just trust the process and, and go with our recommendations. And, and that's why I kind of said it doesn't happen all the time. Like we don't go, right, every single marketing plan we do, we need to change the brand or we need to have our input into that brand. It really only happens when we see that the brand is not recogni- reconciling with, with the energy, the values, the, the progression of, of this organisation and the way we're going to bring that to life with the marketing. So, so it was, yeah, it, it was something that we thought needed to be done. We wouldn't do it because we know how attached people are to their brand. We wouldn't do it just for the sake of, of saying that. So, so good for you. Allow me to briefly interject in this episode of the How To Do Marketing Show to tell you about my bloody great marketing plan. But firstly, tell me if this sounds familiar. You are a passionate and ambitious small business owner. You bloody love being your own boss and you have some pretty grand plans for your business. But right now, you feel like your business is running you. You are working ridiculous hours. You can't stop thinking and worrying about how you will get more sales. And you are often overwhelmed when you think about all of the stuff that you're just not even getting to. This is not what you signed up for, right? A successful business to you is one where you have some choice and some flexibility. You have a good team of people to support you. You make a good wage and by God, do you earn a nice bloody profit because that's the reward for being in business. So there's a few core business functions that you will need to master in order to get to that spot. And one of those is marketing. In fact, in my experience, you're actually going to need a bloody great marketing plan to help you build that business dream but it's got to be foolproof and it's got to be simple and easy to implement. You do not have time to faff about trying to understand complex and confusing jargon and malarkey. You've got a bloody business to run. So allow me to introduce my bloody great marketing plan. Simple, straightforward, no bullshit, And if you actually follow it, it will lead to that increase in your revenue that allows you to hire more staff, pay yourself well, and make a bloody beautiful profit. So if you want to start building that dream business of yours today by getting your own bloody great marketing plan into place, simply head to howtodomarketing.com.au forward slash my bloody great marketing plan. And now back to the show. So you did it. You embraced the opportunity to to do something um, out of your comfort zone and and go and get this brand refreshed. It looks amazing. And this is obviously an audio podcast. You can't see Liz. She's wearing one of her branded um, collateral singlets and it looks gorgeous. Every time I see her brand, it just makes me smile. How do you feel about the new brand now? Look at my face right now. Like I'm, I am beaming. I absolutely adore it. Um, and since, you know, since we spoke a little while ago, 
I've uh, been just more aware and thinking of, of the way it's impacted me and the business. Um, but I, I love it. I'm proud of it. I feel like I just want to get it out there. I've gone and bought like all new uniforms for everyone and I'm, um, I'm getting it all logoed up and I just want to have, you know, like it just makes me really proud um, yes. and confident. Like I'm yes. so much more confident. Like I want to market now. Like it's yes. so, I really didn't, um, I did not appreciate the, the impact that a brand would have. Um, and another really interesting perspective for my business was I went into one of the kindergartens a couple of weeks ago. And uh, so we, we all wear our uniforms now to all the classes. And I hadn't been into this class, so I hadn't met these kids uh, but they all ran up to me straight away and they said, oh, Pilates, Pilates, because they knew my uniform. And I'm like, these are four-year-olds and that's the impact that it's wow. having on. And, and one, you know, one of those, I don't know whether you remember, but when you spoke to Tim, the childcare owner, yep. he can tell if we're, if we're successful, if we walk in and the kids run up to us. Yes, I remember that. that. Engagement. And so that brand has actually influenced uh, our success in that because I hadn't met those kids and they just ran up to me and they knew why I was there and uh, and that made me even realise you know, even on a deeper level, like not even just for me personally and, you know, this is my business and I'm excited to get it out there and I'm confident with it, it's it's having a, a huge impact even on the service that we're providing and, and how successful we can be as a business that story gives me goosebumps that's amazing that is so cool so they never met you before so they don't have the face as a familiarity it's literally just the fact that you've got this beautiful bright fun kids heart pilates on your singlet and they knew instantaneously and that and 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 what I think is even more powerful about that is the whole brand experience that goes with that. Because as you said before, a brand is not just the logo, but the logo is the visual recognition. So that so they they're visually familiar with your with your brand. However, the most important part of that branding, which is all down to you and your team, Liz. Yeah is the positive association that they have with that brand. Like it excites them. So that's experience. So so brands often described as, you know, what people say about you when you're not in the room or it's the experience that people have. It's every experience that people have with your business. So your frontline team who are in the kindergarten classes and as Tim so absolutely rightly pointed out, he can tell which of his external contractors who come in to, to run classes um, are successful by the way the kids react. Yeah. So that incredible show of positive experience matched with the association, the visual association of the logo, like that is possibly one of the best brand stories I have heard. That yeah. is, you know, apart from the ones that you read in the textbooks, but that is so awesome. Well done, you. I love that story. I'm going to have to work out how I can shout that story from this podcast shout, um, loud and proud. That is awesome. So my next question was, you know, 
how do you think having this new brand identity influences your marketing? And you've kind of, you've alluded to that in that, first of all, it energizes and inspires you to get it out there. So, you know, when we think about how a a brand is kind of shared across touch points, you've got your t-shirts, you know, you've got, you're very active on Instagram, you've got your website, and then you have all your course material and all of that sort of stuff. So there's many touch points there. And you've said that it just makes it so much more fun and and, and um, you're proud to get it out there. You also mentioned that obviously there's some really fantastic brand associations being built there with, with the kids, which is awesome. How else do you think that this has influenced your marketing? And, and has it had the same effect, for example, on, on some of your team members? You know, has it, has it managed to kind of inspire them as well? Yeah, look, everyone wants uh, to be in the gear. So we've got new people coming in. And it's, and, and it's really made, like I've got one of my really strong instructors. She's my manager. She's actually travelling for the next year or two. So I've got new instructors coming on board. But now I feel kind of confident because I've got my mic. As soon as I get them in that uniform, um, we get where they're going to have that association. So I think that's really powerful just from a like easing any change. It, it allows for that consistency there. And the team are all really excited, obviously, because then they get to walk in and they're recognised. So they then have, it just gives them a bit of a front foot. Because yes. um, when you're dealing with, you know, we go into classes of two-year-olds. And so when you're dealing with a class of 10 two-year-olds trying to teach them Pilates, if you can get them on board straight away, um, I think that's really powerful. And that that experience has showed me that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, it's it's just given me the confidence there and, and the team as well where we want to get it out there. We're getting so much positive feedback. Like I did a big, um, you know, a big uh, grid thing on um, Instagram where oh, yeah. I, I launched the new brand and we got so much positive um, feedback on it, which was really exciting. And, uh, and the team also tell me that they're getting positive feedback on it. They want to wear it. So I think um, it's just really boosted everything Uh, and and it became a bit of an opportunity to relaunch the business, really. We were, we relaunched everything um, Mm -hmm. and it's all on, on brand now. So I think, you know, it's definitely given us confidence um, and motivation and it's presented opportunities that we didn't know were there. Yeah, that's so incredible. That's awesome. Um, and I wanted to dive into your Instagram. So you mentioned then when you launched the brand that you that you prepared like a little grid feature where where it would obviously look fabulous on the grid. Um, Instagram was one of the the tactics that featured really heavily in your in your marketing plan um, because of of the nature of who your target audience was. Um, we had identified that the primary driver of um, getting kids into Pilates in the household was was the mum. Um, also, a lot of the allied health professionals that were interested in kind of going in and teaching the Pilates tended to be female, <coughs> excuse me, um, and even the kindergarten teachers. So, so, so in our research, we had established that, that Instagram was going to be a goer. Um, it was a mixture of organic content as well as paid advertising. Um, what I think is fantastic, because this is something some some um, business owners will struggle with, 
is that you've managed to find and empower some of your team members to take care of the day-to-day newsfeed content. You've outsourced the social media advertising component um, and because you've de- delegated so delegated so beautifully here, you have this beautiful, super consistent, um, you know, uh, um, flow drumbeat of yeah. content that's coming out via Instagram. Now, any business that has showed up on Instagram and, and made it work for them understands just how much content you need to be able to do that. So, a Good on you for going as a business owner. I don't have the time to do that. Yeah. And B, you've clearly briefed them and all got them all on the same page because no one would ever know that you've got a few different people doing that. Yeah. Talk us through A, how you did that, and B, you know, some of the results that you're starting to see from, from your Instagram over the last 12 months. Yeah, sure. So um, firstly, I think the the marketing strategy that I've got from you for both businesses has made it really, really easy because you've detailed, you know, who the target audiences are, so who we're speaking to, uh, you've detailed, like, and that's in detail, um, like what their pain points are, what, you know, what they're looking for, all of that sort of stuff. Then you've detailed what sort of posts we should be doing each week, Um, so I share that marketing strategy with my team and that now becomes a checklist for us as to what we're doing. Um, I outsourced, so I outsourced a graphic designer to do and branding and and website specialist to do the brand. So she's then got a branding kit. So that's then shared with anyone that I work with so that they know exactly what needs to be used. Uh, and then, and I use her if we're doing, like a big launch of a, the new, what, like one of our courses or something. And so she'll do uh, like the Facebook ads so that we know that that's kind of bang on. Uh, and then, and that's all done in Canva. And then my team just go into Canva and duplicate it. And then they can basically edit it from there. So, um, so we kind of created uh, templates Yes. And they're all in Canva. And then Daisy just goes on and she edits and, and copies it. And um, she's got all the photos and the branding kit and the marketing strategy. So I think it's just providing them with those resources yeah. uh, uh, and guidelines so that they know what to do. And then it's all on Planoly. So it's pre scheduled. And so I can look at it and provide any feedback that needs to. Um, needs to be done and yeah. I can also if I want to do like an extra post if I think of something or I to get some photos and I'll put them in I can do all that but I haven't needed to because it's all done in ahead of time and it's all yeah it's all kind of templated in Canva so I feel like yeah. the technology these days makes it quite simple to do that yes. um, and then pair that with the branding kit the marketing strategy uh, and and that allows for consistency I think yeah Yeah. Uh, and then the outsourcing of the Facebook ads was really important to me because that's quite a lot of money that I you know that you're investing and I don't really understand it I still don't really understand it but I trust Emma from Social Gem yeah and um and I'll if I'm doing a launch so I've got my course and we'll do a launch four times a year yeah and so I'll talk to her pre during and post and then we kind of strategize um but 
you know, the the difference that I'm seeing, uh, like I, I up until I think I started with Emma towards the end of last year, before that my Facebook numbers were stagnant for 12 months uh, and now they're steadily, steadily increasing. I think in the last month they've grown 5%, which is, you know, it's not massive, but it's it it the thing the good the positive thing is it's converting to sales so the facebook ads like we had we did a webinar in our last launch i had 300 people sign up to the webinar and we had 70 people 70 percent of those people live on the webinar so um that targeting that she's doing and um and then the communication to the warm audiences i think is what it is yeah yeah you bang on yeah uh, is is really effective and it's because she knows what she does so right. uh, i just think i can't i can't figure it all out i can't do all of it yeah. um and so now i'm really just overseeing it and strategizing and then empowering the team or outsourcing it so um so um, yeah it's working really well what about your Instagram? Have you noticed some some results and growth and stuff on your on your Instagram since you kind of really started leaning into that? Yeah, so engagement over I looked at I just looked at it this morning. Um, engagement was up 35% this quarter as to last quarter and I think that's where we've been really consistent. Um, I'm getting it's just I think it's just um, it's just getting out there. Like I'm getting loads of um, inquiries and we just changed it. So at the end of last year we had the course was for exercise physiologists. Yep. Uh, and this last February launch I had a bit of a light bulb moment that really exercise physiologists, yes, I want to empower them, but if I really wanted to put us on the map, if I really wanted to get EPs out there, actually needed to be talking to non-EPs. So I needed to be speaking to the other allies. So I've now changed the, I spoke to Emma from Social Gem and said, I want to target all allies because I want them to see that an exercise physiologist is doing this. Yes. So that's who they want to refer to. Like I want to put us on the map. If I'm I'm, I'm reaching to the converted, they already know. Yes. But I want, to be, I want to be talking to the people that don't know about us. Yes. Um, and so, and I'm consistently, I've gone evergreen now with my course as well and still doing the launches, but I'm selling one to two courses a week um, just from Facebook ads. And wow. I've had, I think, four like education um, providers contact me to see if I can uh, present or, um, you know, offer the course to their that's amazing. That's amazing. Awareness. 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 And and what I love there, what you've identified is that you had had kind of taken into consideration those, those centre of influences. So we've got our primary target audience, which is the EP, the ex-phys, um, but you have realised that, hang on, physios, um, I don't know, other, other allied health, yep, other allied health um, people are going to come across parents or families or whatever or, or institutions that, that, that need recommendations or need solutions, you want them to be referring to the ex-phys because ex-phys is a small market. Like it's quite a niche little market. And as you said, they already know the, about the importance of this. So I love that you're taking into account those centres of, of influence. That's awesome. Um, 
I think you've got more of an idea of how that Facebook advertising works than than you think. But I imagine like when you're talking about that Facebook advertising, um, I imagine that those ads are kind of being seen across Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. And they're going to that allied health and that that EP market. And then what the beautiful thing is too is, is you're saying that one to two courses are being sold per week to the ex-fears. But the amplification opportunities of that, as you said, as, as getting yourselves on the map, that XFIS then goes and takes that knowledge and that program to a whole bunch of families, you know, so that the amplification, it doesn't just stop with that XFIS, the amplification of, of what you're doing and getting your mission achieved of getting kids doing Pilates is, is simply amplified by getting, you know, empowering the XFIS to, to do it. That's amazing. That's so cool. Um, okay, this has been so great listening to all of your successes. It's just, it makes my heart sing um, to know that it, it has all worked so, so beautifully. Can I just say it has worked beautifully because you've done the bloody work. Do you know what I mean? Like there's, you can go and get the marketing plan and the marketing strategy done and feel better about yourself and give yourself the big tick because, oh, okay, I've done it. But just doing the plan is not going to get you the results. You know, you actually have to pick it up and do something with it and get the work done. I love the content systems that you've put in place for your team. Um, you know, yes, you've had some guiding documents, which ac- absolutely makes that really easy but you've integrated that as part of their day-to-day activity, you know, and you've set up the technology to set them up for success, you know. Use Canva, use your planning scheduling tool um, so that it makes it so much easier. You've got the templates done, you know, and if you make things easy for people, if you make things easier for yourself, you know, you're you're actually going to actually get, get the work done. So you've done that which is to be applauded. I think you've done an amazing job. Now, if people, because we have spoken a lot about kids' heart Pilates, if people want to go and check you out on Insta or find out more about you, perhaps there's some someone who wants to get a course going for their kids, how can they find you, Liz? So you can find me on Instagram. Uh, I'm Kids Heart Pilates AU. Uh, or my Liz Dawson brand is Lizzie D-A-E-P. Um, and also, obviously, on Facebook, Kids Heart Pilates and Liz Dawson. And um, you can also find my website, kidsheartpilates.com.au. Fantastic. And I will put all of those links in the show notes as well to make it really easy for people to find you and come and check out one, your amazing brand, but two, the amazing job that you're doing with your with your marketing and your products. Thank you so much, Liz. Really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me, Jane. It's been awesome. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of the How To Do Marketing Show. I really do enjoy bringing you these episodes and I hope that you get a lot from them. If you would like to receive even more marketing musings from myself and my team, be sure to head to howtodomarketing.com.au and subscribe to our email. And if you want to move closer to your dream business by creating your own bloody great marketing plan for 2022, head on over to howtodomarketing.com.au forward slash my bloody great marketing plan. Oh,
You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 